Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, take two, take two. Gang, I had accidentally turned down Anna's volume, not in any sort of subliminal or subconscious way to assert myself. Uh, guys, the patriarchy is alive and well. Fuck the patriarchy. That's what my keychain says. <laughs> I threw it on the ground. We were always skipping town. <laughs> Almost ran the red because I was looking over at you. Uh-huh. You know what? I was never good at telling jokes, but uh, the punchline goes, I get older, but your girlfriend stay my age. <laughs> Burn a T-Swift. Boom, boom. Who's Jake Gyllenhaal dating now? Like a 24-year-old. Boom, that really oh, stings. Oh, you better believe then. that Twitter yeah. looked that shit up Oh, yeah, that, uh, that's quite good. Yeah, Fucking good for Jake you, Gyllenhaal. T-Swift. Fuck you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fuck Had that guy. Had a little guy. bit of wine. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't care <laughs> Let's who go. loves Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what? He's listening to this who right now. Who loves Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, that guy's a douche. That guy was a douche before Taylor even called him out. <laughs> and He's always you know been what? a douche. Have I told you my funny personal connection with Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, I would like to hear it. I f- have I told you this? No. The literary journal that I worked for in college at the College of Charleston, mm-hmm. Crazy Horse, uh, I had a summer job going through the slush pile, mm-hmm. and who submitted a shitty short story but none other than Jake Gyllenhaal's dad? His dad did? Yeah. Okay. Like, he and his wife, I think, are both, like, screenwriters. Uh-huh. Uh, and he like name dropped Jake. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's going to get you in. My son, Jake is an actor in films. And, um, you know who else submitted? Who? Uh, the guy from Boy Meets World. Uh, <laughs> the writer, main guy? Is it right? No, the, the friend. The friend. Oh, and you rejected him too? Ryder Strong? Ryder, is that his name? I never watch Boy Meets I World. I mean, Ryder Strong? That's what she said. <laughs> That's your, what's you Ryder watched, Strong's porn name? Like, Ryder Strong. Boy Meets World was poised for you. No, it was like three years too late for me. Um, my friend Jeremy also had a theory that you could tell how like big of a loser someone was by how hot they thought Topanga was. Oh, Topanga Which was, was a little, well, she was That's fine. harsh. She was, it was harsh. But then I explained it to someone well, else. Topanga comes back in like the later seasons and is like super hot. Looking good. Yeah. yeah. So I think you the could do theory. do a lot worse than Topanga. Oh, I could do much worse than Topanga. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, I was explaining that theory to somebody one time, and it was clear that they thought Topanga was really hot, so I really had to backtrack on mm-hmm. it, too. Yeah, I really had to pull up really on the stick with them. that one. Well, yeah, it was right or strong. So you rejected both of these stories. Correct. So The slush pile is merciless. <laughs> we don't care who you are. We don't care what bit part you played in Me Boy Meets World. and my friend Marie were in charge of rejections. And if we really liked something, we were able to write, because this was when you did, like, Sazies, and nothing was electronic. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, we spent a large part of that summer learning how to, like, log electronic entries. It was before submittable. Mm -hmm. 
And if we really liked something, we were allowed to like write a personal note on the rejection. Did you write something to Ryder Strong? I wrote something to Jake Gyllenhaal's dad. What did you say? Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hook me up with your son, though I hear he's a douche. Yeah. Yeah, you were probably right about the age that he was interested in um, when you were going through that slush pile. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Jake Gyllenhaal and I are the same age. Ish. Ish. Sure. But he has all that's the point. He has always liked twenty one year olds. Ryder he will always Strong like twenty one year olds. Is your age. Oh God, so he's old then. Is he dead? I mean that's <laughs> yeah. he's gotta be creeping. He's Him in, and Elise and I are creeping towards death. He's in diapers. <laughs> Me too. I'm wearing uh, them Jake right Jonah now. As well. He's uh born nineteen eighty, mm. just like a Ryan Weber. That's me. Yeah. We uh what's his birthday? December 19th. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm a little older and a little more mature than him. (laughs) This is an interesting conversation. (laughs) Maybe six months from now, he'll be as mature as me. Um, So we have pretty exciting news. We forgot to even talk about this before the episode, but for Anna's birthday, I got her a cameo from none other than Nick Vial. Nick Vial. Therapist Nick Vial. We... I hate to say it, uh, we're not as impressed as we wanted to be. No, we were not blown away. He literally and metaphorically phoned this in. In fact, I'd like to call out Bridge, who actually left a comment. Let's see if I can... Okay, and let's drop this cameo in here. Um, Uh, She said, the intro almost sounds like Anna's in trouble for breaking dress code and the cool manager, Nick, has been summoned uh, to handle it. Hey, Anna, what's up? So first off, you always look super cute, but let's save jorts for the weekend, okay? Good talk. (laughs) I do like that, Bridge. That's a great comment. That's a good comment. Also, jorts. She also said, he was really good. I say that like I'm surprised, LOL. Really, Bridge? He was not good. So let's, we'll go ahead and drop that in right here. Hey, what's up, Anna? It's Nick. Uh, happy 39th birthday. I hope it's amazing. Uh, your loving husband, Ryan, uh, wants you to know that uh, he loves you very much. He's happy, grateful, and just so thankful that you are his wife. Also, it says it says here, it says more about Anna. It says, Anna hosts a bachelor podcast with Ryan. Uh, it's called uh, Here for the Wrong Reasons. Nice. Uh, I looked you guys up. Looks like you guys are crushing it. Nicely done. Um... It says here that she does it with Ryan. I'm assuming the same Ryan, you know, that you're married to, right? But it just doesn't read that way. That's the only reason why I point that out. Anyway, what a cute thing for a husband and wife to cute and, and, and host a Bachelor podcast together. And um, uh, you are much funnier than Ryan. I just want you to know. Um, so anyway, I hope the podcast is crushing it i hope it goes great um i hope more importantly that you have an amazing birthday and that you two enjoy this day together and i hope you have many more birthdays that are wonderful uh and many more anniversaries so all the best to you anna and ryan happy birthday anna take care bye-bye yeah so a couple of things are going on here one you're critiquing my writing nick vial Fuck you. Like, what I wrote was totally clear. The guy that submitted it is named Ryan and is my husband. And he's like, I guess that's the same guy. No, it's a totally different it's a Ryan. different Ryan. Yeah. It's actually Ryan Reynolds. Well, and honestly, like the reason that I put that in there. They asked was, you to put it in third person. Well, they, they asked, but also like I thought if it said like. Anna hosts a podcast with me, 
that Nick would get confused and be like, but she doesn't host a podcast with me. Like, I thought he was <laughs> thought that he was stupid. That right. <laughs> uh, I want to say you can't maybe even, see, you can't see it because you're just listening to the clip um, on the pod. But if you also go to our Instagram and watch the video, there's just a general look of like disinterest on his oh, face. Oh, absolutely. Come on, Nick Vial. He- you can... You can- Fain interest. He could not care less in this minute and nine seconds, whereas Alex looked like he was going to make love to you through I that mean, camera. I feel like he did. I think he did. I feel like I blacked yeah. out for a little bit while I was watching Alex's cameo, and then I woke up and I just felt really You were good. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, made love to you through the screen, and Nick Vial rubbed his own neck. It's just, uh, it's a matter of sincerity. It's I feel ma- like right. Alex is so genuinely wonderful. Right. And Nick Vial, I love you. Little less now, though. Yeah, a little I gotta less. Say, yeah, I gotta say, ten out of ten. Do not recommend. Five out of ten. Do not recommend. It was okay, but also it was a. It was like twice the price of Alex. Just a little perfunctory. Very perfunctory. I wouldn't even say a little perfunctory. Yeah. If this were in the slush pile at Crazy Horse, I would have rejected it I'm, without a handwritten note. I'm not note. giving it a personal note. Mm-mm, no way. All right. So you have some shout outs. Yeah, we're we're pretty active on Instagram still, guys. In fact, we are at 199 followers. And first, we were going to do a contest and say that whoever our 200th follower was was going to get some sort of a prize. But now we really just wanted to be Nick Vial. Right. We're really trying, even though ignore everything we just said, yeah. Nick Vial. We're really gunning for this uh, asshole to follow us on he Instagram. He did say that he liked our podcast Yeah, name. but I don't believe it because then he like said... Then he acted like he didn't know it. Well, well, he was like, I looked you guys up, but he clearly didn't because he was clearly reacting to the name for the first time in the cameo. Yes. Lies. Sitting on a throne of lies, Nick Vial. Um, all right. Some of our Instagram activity in the last couple of, uh, last couple of weeks since we did have a little bit of a break, correct? Yes, we did. Yeah. I enjoyed myself by doing absolutely nothing. We've got Robin saying okay. that she hopes I feel better and that her Bachelor Bachelorette watching crew was watching You've Got Mail. Of course they were. I love it. Oh, that's did they find Joe Fox fuckable? Did that she say? That is a garnish. So what, do we have to put that in again? I guess we do. She did not say, but we did get a message from, let me see who this was. Somebody sent us another message claiming that the most fuckable Hanks is Hanks from the Burbs. Oh. Thoughts about that? Inch, I loved the Burbs when I was a kid. I have not seen it for a long time. It was our listener, Allison. Okay, Allison. All right, Allison, we'll give you a first little of shout all, out for that. First of all, great Hanks choice. I think my impression is generally that early Hanks is going to be more fuckable than late Hanks. So the burbs being, er- I mean, I know I your know. general I taste. Like late Hanks is a zaddy. <laughs> a zaddy? Yeah. This is a new term for me. What does it mean? Uh, I'll look it up. <laughs> Wait, do you not know? You're throwing what around like mean? you know what is. A z- what's the I feel like Z I've stand used for? For hang on. I assume. A, oh, yeah, go ahead. As just a, a hot guy, a hot old man, a oh. sexually attractive man, especially an older one who's fashionable or charismatic. Oh, okay. But what the Z? Why is it zaddy? Cause just because he's, he's he's got a little pizzazz. Zesty. <laughs> <laughs> he's zealous. I don't know, actually. Okay. 
Ten right. Hollywood zaddies. Who is Hanks on there? What are they, and do you want one? <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Number one, Tom Hanks. Is it that is he on there? No. Oh, okay. Number no. one, Tom Hardy. What? He's Tom not Hardy's old? not a zaddy. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy is just a hottie. Joe Manganiello. These are not zaddies. I would have guessed that like Jeff Bridges Chris would be a Pratt? zaddy. No, what? I don't understand zaddies. Barack Obama. I don't. That's actually a zaddy to me. He's older. Justin He's a zaddy. Trudeau. But the zaddy implies not just that you're a dad, that you're but you're older. Old. Like right. Donald Glover. He's young. No, Donald Glover's not a zaddy. What is happening here? Who made this list? Well, I don't know. Urban Dictionary says it's just a really handsome guy who's very appealing and really fashionable. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to be old. I, I feel really... like I heard it on Winter House. And then I just decided to throw it just out To start there. throwing it into, com- just peppering it into your conversation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I think it needs a little bit more work. <laughs> LOLs. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my uh, students if they still said basic the other day, and they stared at me through their COVID masks. And I could tell even through their COVID masks that they were unimpressed with me. Hot tip. Ask your students if you are a zaddy. There we go. That won't get me fired at all. (laughs) Extra credit if you say that I'm a zaddy. You have tenure. What are they going to (laughs) do? They can't fire me. That's, I think, what's been proven in the last several years is that uh, tenured professors are not fireable. Tofu Gestapo wished me a happy birthday. Oh, said that's she nice. Have a really great day. Yeah. In spite of the Nick Vial cameo. You did have a great day well in spite played. of it. Yeah. In spite of it. No, that was a bad gift on my part. Uh, the But how are you going to top Alex? I just want to, I feel like I want a Real Housewives cameo. Okay. Noted. I'm going to file that in my brain. V-Day. Yeah, sure. It's coming up. It's coming up. I think that's about it. Okay. Those are our shout outs. Sure. All right. Well, 12 minutes into this bad boy, you want to go ahead and talk about the show that we watched? Oh, Oh, you're yawning already. (laughs) Usually I'm the one that's yawning. um, Yeah, let's do it, I guess. Okay, I guess so. So we left on a cliffhanger. Is Clayton going to take Cassidy's rose back? Guys... Uh, Clayton is not fucking around. Clayton is not Clayton fucking around. Clayton took a play out of the Michelle playbook. Yeah, I mean, which is a great playbook to pull from. And uh, yeah, so finally you said that he did something that you respected. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, well, let's let's set the scene. So Cassidy has gotten a rose on the date. And um, when we come back into this episode, mid-action. In media res, <laughs> as Aristotle might say. Uh, Clayton has just learned that Cassidy also has a cuddle season fuck buddy (laughs) that she was FaceTiming in the limo. Like the amount of balls that it would take to do that. I'm actually, I feel like just let her stay. Right. Honestly, that's so impressive. Well, we'll get to the amount of balls she actually has. But uh, the house is not having it because they start hearing about this and uh, somebody says there's a person in the room who is grinding everyone's gears. (laughs) (laughs) It's Cassidy. There's a lot of great phrasing. Sierra says Cassidy is prancing around the house like a reindeer. (laughs) Perhaps prancing. Maybe prancing. Actually, spoiler alert. It was Donner. <laughs> Dasher. She's prancing around the house like Blitzen. <laughs> well, uh, Cassidy gets pulled out by Clayton, and he uh, approaches her, asks her what's the deal. Right. And she immediately turns on the waterworks, 
good play. Good play. Good yeah. play. Almost worked. It yeah, almost it worked. It really did. Yeah, she almost had him. You almost had it. Almost like that got scene him. Scene in my one of my favorite movies from sleepovers growing up, Dead Again. I've never seen it. I made you watch it. The Robin Williams movie? No. No. That's what am Kenneth I thinking Branagh of? Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. I don't think I've seen it. I might have made Tad watch it. Oh, I okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, oh, I see what's happening here. I yeah. see what's <laughs> happening here. Um, you've never seen Dead Again? No, I that do not like believe so. That was one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, we need to watch it. Yeah, it's about I'll watch it with you. reincarnation. Maybe I've seen it. You're I've sure Robin seen... Williams isn't in it? Oh, no, he is. He's the therapist. Yeah, no, I've seen that. But yeah. he's like a minor character. But that's what I remember. Robin it's Williams It's Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. Yeah. And he, he she's It's like... kind of like a horror movie. Yeah, like a yeah, thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, watched yeah, that. Yeah, it's a thriller. I knew yeah. that was you. Yeah. Oh, I don't confuse but me with Tad. But there's that scene <laughs> where someone like tries to claim that he knows who Emma Thompson's character is because she's like, come, she's has lost her memory and shows up on the steps of this mansion as you do and she just has a glove and this guy shows up with the other glove oh but it's for the wrong hand and it's like an oj situation i was like (laughs) man you were this close (laughs) (laughs) you almost had me and then he chases him great movie Great. We should watch it again. We watched that a lot. That was like early on oh, in our relationship. Yeah, for sure. Early on. Yeah. When the bloom was not. Well, that was like around bagel drop in time. It was. Yeah. It was. We were both. <laughs> it was that and dead again. Pulling out the big guns. <laughs> pulling out uh, all the stops. Yeah. So um, first of all, I, I want to mention because we the cliffhanger was Clayton talking to Jesse saying, has anyone ever taken a rose back? Jesse's reply is. There are no rules. I love it when they say right. this. The no only rules rule at all. Is there are no rules. Clayton can marry them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he can implement fantasy suites night one. I, I mean, mean, there are there are no rules. So Caitlin did not what? night one. But. What would happen if they're just like step out of the limo? Here, here we are in the fantasy suites. <laughs> Let's fuck. <laughs> I'm down to clown. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are no rules. No rules. It's like the purge anarchy over Which here. Which means that Clayton can take that fucking rose back. He can and he does. he does. Yeah. I just feel like they are leaning more towards like if they're, if you're causing trouble, you're gone. Which <laughs> I think is. You're out. Yeah, you're out. You're done. Um, well, I feel like especially in a season like this where they're like, uh, yeah, we hate to lose Cassidy, but we still have Shanae. Right. We've still we've got a deep bench of villains and annoying characters on this one. So also Cassidy sounds to me like our daughter when she's trying to tell us that she's not watching her iPad when she did. She's like, because I, I can't. Nothing happened. It, she's like, I have not had a relationship of any kind since the summer of 2019. I have not spoken to a guy that I have interest in a relationship with for a very long time. I've never even met a man. Right. <laughs> What's a man? Mm-hmm. I've never had sexual relations in my life. Yeah. And then when um, Clayton presses her just a little bit, then the truth comes out, which is... She's like, I have this friend. I slept with him a few times before the show. He's not interested in anything more. But he really wants to bone me if this doesn't work out. So guess it's cuddle season. We is call on, that cuddle dang. season. It's, uh, <laughs> it's open cuddle season, guys. <laughs> He's got his cuddle season permit. He's got his camo on. He's ready. 
Oh, now, and I'm the reindeer. <laughs> well, she is prancing around like <laughs> one. So uh, Clayton says, my biggest fear coming into all of this was nope. falling oh. for someone who's not here for the right reasons. Mark it down because we're going to hear that 2,000 more times. Yes. And also, that's everyone's biggest fear, Clayton. So, yes, yeah, Cassidy. I mean, clowns. Well, everyone on this show. Yeah. yeah, my my bigger fear is clowns. Though our and our daughter had a dream the other night about a floating about clown. a floating clown floating in the library right below her bedroom. And then she so, said, "I woke up and I could still hear it. That's fun." Yeah. So everyone, when we're dead, you know what happened. Here's the recording right here. We got here. murdered by Nick Vial. <laughs> he was extremely bitter because of our cameo review. Also, if you play this podcast backwards, you can hear the clown saying, "I'm gonna murder." <laughs> weren't we talking about clowns last week john wayne gacy this is all coming around yeah because clayton had to dress up as a clown oh right clayton's the, the killer clown that's uh, the twist that's terrifying yeah <laughs> he smothers you with his neck he smothers you with his forearm <laughs> so clayton says there's too many concerns cassidy counters there's no one as excited about you here as i am i haven't even packed my stuff but She's gone. So here's my take. Do you think if she would have come clean right away and been like, yeah, I was kind of screwing around with somebody before I went, but I cut that off and... No, because here's the thing. You weren't screwing around with him before you went. You FaceTimed him from the limo. Well, but we haven't fully... The timeline is a little strange, but I think if she would have come clean from the get-go, she would have been in a better spot. Again, it's our daughter hiding her iPad under the sheets when you came into the room today. It's the lie that's the biggest transgression. That's right. Uh, I don't think so in this case. I honestly think like if you're going on this show to say that you want to end up engaged to someone... You can't have this kind of, I don't know. It's you can't have slop- been fucking around. It's sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sloppy, all right. Yeah. Uh, you gotta <laughs> it's come a little in there. sloppy. You got to come in there clean. Like, I feel like people come in having been engaged like a year earlier and we're like, oh, that's a little Or a that little woman who was supposed to get married the very day that she showed up. And yeah. it turned out that was not a good sure. idea Sally. either. Yeah. R.I.P. Maybe, Sally. Maybe not a good move. She's going to be back on Paradise. I just though. also think like if you know that you're going on the show, can you not cut it off for like a month so exactly. that you at least don't have that? Right. Because you know this shit is going to come up. Like yeah. uh, again, 20 years ago, you could get away with all this. But now with Insta and or everything. keep your mouth shut. Like it sounds like yeah. Cassidy. I mean, sometimes there are situations where like other cast members are like, I got a text. Or, right. A friend reached out to me. We both run in mutual circles in Chicago. It literally sounds like Cassidy's just talking about right. it. Like, it's going to be cuddle season back home. Yeah. If... Well, I'll tell you what, Cassidy, it's cuddle season now. <laughs> now that your ass is You know what? Here. The joke's on all of us because she's cuddling him right now. She is doing the filthiest cuddling you've ever seen. Uh, Kate offers one of the great phrases of the season when she says, holy shirts and pants, y'all. <laughs> I like Kate. I'm I sad do, that she I know. got cut. Kate was like a uh, like Kristen Wiig character to me. She had a just kind of a wry humor that I She did. Yeah, that's why she didn't last very long. Correct. Too smart. Yeah. Too smart. Uh, but those that have lasted, you want to read out the roses? I do want to read out the roses, though. I need to mention real quickly, somebody says... With Cassidy gone, I think there will be a lot more peace in the house. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. sure. Everything's going to be fine from here yep. on out. It always happens that Has way. Has anyone seen Shanae? <laughs> She's eating a bunch of shrimp. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. 
Eliza, Rachel, Serene, Sierra, Teddy, Lindsay. You didn't let me do my thing. What? What was your thing? Read it again. Oh, okay. Eliza. And Peggy. Eliza. <laughs> Rachel, Serene, Sierra, Teddy, Lindsay, Jill, Gabby, Kira, Mara, Marlena, Genevieve, Hunter, Shanae. Oh, no, no. Hunter, Malena, Elizabeth, Shanae. I had to get the quote in the middle where Shanae says, Elizabeth's a bitch. <laughs> you, uh, you recorded that for your Insta, didn't you? I recorded Shanae saying, like, I can't, I'm too, I can't be sorry. Like, I have too much to, what is the quote? I don't know. I'll find it. Okay. Um, she just gave a really funny non-apology. Yeah, sure. Sure. As she's wont to do. All right, so we've got a group date coming up, and the members of the group date are Serene, Susie, Eliza, Eliza, and Peggy, Mara, Marlena, Hunter, Genevieve, Jill, Angelica. Um, the date card says, "I see you, love, Clayton." Well, that's fucking creepy, Clayton. He's just watching them from behind the bushes right now. The date is that they all get to go to see you next Tuesday at <laughs> Sir. Worlds are colliding. <laughs> Terry Gross is there. Yeah, we're gonna go listen to James Kennedy spin some hot tunes. Terry Gross is gonna be there being a. Wait, so there is an actual band called See You Next Tuesday? There is a weekly event at Sir called... What is Sir? I'm sorry, I need more. Is this a Southern Charm thing? Sir is the restaurant that Lisa Vanderpump owns on Vanderpump Rules. Okay. And All right, James I'm up to Kennedy, speed. the British DJ who got in a huge fight about pasta, which was really a fight about cocaine... And uh, got engaged on this re- most recent season to okay. Raquel, but they've okay. already broken up. Uh, he hosts a weekly like re- dance rave at Sir called See You Next Tuesday. Where is Sir New York? Los Angeles. Oh, we're going to go West attend, Hollywood. Attend attend we ho. Uh, are we going to attend this rave sometime? Uh, I would fucking love to see James Kennedy, and I would love to see Tom Sandoval, who's coming bet to you would. D.C., and I'm trying to get my friend Sarah to go. Sarah Munson, who's related to that Munson that we saw in the photograph in the opening <laughs> yeah. episode of old, this season. Old Poppy Munson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the real date is yeah. they all enter yeah, a room. they're not going to serve. They all enter. It would have been a lot better. They all enter a room that's totally dark. With a figure that's shrouded in shadows. And guess what, guys? It's someone who is licensed in uh, practicing therapy. With thousands of hours of clinical work. They have their doctorate. They are a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. They are able to prescribe medicine. Right. Very capable of handling intense trauma and emotions. Oh, never mind. It's Caitlin. It's Caitlin Bristow, who says that she got to know Clayton pretty well in Michelle's season. How? He was there for 10 minutes. Like, how did you get to know him pretty well? And now I'm going to ask you to reveal your biggest weaknesses right. in a therapy session so we can just kind of rap about it. Right. Just kind of talk about it. And uh, by the way, this is on national TV. So go ahead. Tell me your greatest fears. But it's okay because she actually learned from Nick Vial, who, right. as we know, is a practiced therapist well she's basically the jung to nick viles freud it's true i mean that's what's going on here remember when she (laughs) slept with that young patient (laughs) that jung patient (laughs) good one (laughs) pretty good huh 
All right, so um, Hunter starts with a really sad story about her ex-boyfriend making her like change her eye color and her hair, going to the gym to get a body that she couldn't get, and then he cheats on like her anyways. Requesting a different eye color is really next level. It really is next level. Like I, I mean, I, get is the wrong word, but like I know sometimes people are like, I like hey, long hair. Yeah, I like, like long hair. Like, hey, why don't you? Why don't we go to the gym together? I think your hair would look better a little darker. Yeah, right. Maybe a little shorter. Sure, maybe a little shorter. Like when you sent me to Roosters maybe you to need get to my go hair to Roosters, cut. Yeah, get your beard trimmed up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I did. Yeah, I and did does it look that. good? It looks fucking great. Looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Strangers are crashing into telephone poles when I walk by because they're turning and rubbernecking Who's in their cars. Who's that cock? <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-doo, motherfuckers. I just went to Roosters. Yeah, we need Roosters to sponsor us. Do you think they would sponsor us? Maybe. You Maybe. Reach out to them next time you're there. I will. Yeah, leave my phone again and then deny it. That's a story that uh, doesn't really is too convoluted to tell. Yeah. So no one's interested. Um, yeah, so Hunter tells this sad story. And I have in my notes, Jesus, this is a rough date. Like, and for some of these women, this is like their first or second group date. Um, like, they this is a lot. They all have to like it's like stand up if there's a part of yourself that you're ashamed right. of. Well, like, first of all, who's not ashamed of some part of yeah, themselves? Yeah, come on. What right. part of myself am I not <laughs> right. ashamed of is the real question. Oh, I'm standing up for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Serene is worried that people thought she was anorexic because she was so thin. Milena was talking to Clayton about how she felt like she wouldn't be able to talk to Clayton about race. Clayton said that she could. Um, Clayton talks about how he hated who he was when he was younger, felt like he was fat as a kid. Um, so it's just, it's a lot. And also I, I think it's worth noting at this point that, so we have this date that's like about really intense body image issues and people really worried about their bodies. That's followed by a Baywatch group date. Let's all put on bathing suits (laughs) that are so skimpy. We have to use a black box to mark out your ass. Right. I mean, so that's the dichotomy of this episode. Yeah. 10 minutes of real body image talk followed by, yeah, show us your actual ass. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to make you run around in your underwear on the one-on-one. Correct. I mean, this is, I mean, it's just such bullshit. Like that, like, why are they, I know why they're doing this, but it's like, it, it reads as complete, it reads as inauthentic as Nick Vial's cameo. And that's pretty inauthentic, That's pretty inauthentic. Yeah, so um, in the night portion of the date, Susie says she's never heard a man talk about that sort of feeling about themselves. Clayton says, I'm extremely blessed just to be in this position. Uh, I just want to say that Clayton shows up to this night date wearing what appears to be a full-on cable-knit sweater hoodie under a blazer. (laughs) Like a thick plaid blazer. And then you note that he is quite He's sweaty. Sweating. Well, no shit, dude. Yeah. You have on like five layers right. of clothing. What yeah. are you doing in Los Angeles? Well, like what's Los the... Angeles, <laughs> California. In WeHo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, then he basically proceeds to make out with every single woman that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, first, he kisses mm-hmm. Serene a lot. Then he kisses Susie on the couch then outside by a pillar, it's like the I'm fucking Matt Damon song. It was like, on the bed, on the floor, on a towel by the door. <laughs> on the bed, on the floor, on a towel by the door, in the tub, in the car, up against the mini bar. <laughs> oh, he is 
making out with everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's making out like a bandit. And then he has some time alone with Eliza. And, and they... Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> Eliza. Um, they both look in the a mirror and they summon the beast. <laughs> <laughs> they, play blo- they play Bloody Mary. They play Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. And Candyman comes and murders them all. Yep, he comes that, with a mouthful of bees. That should be a tie-in sometime, like when they're releasing a horror movie. It's like the horror movie well, character they, comes. Well, they haven't done that before, but remember they did that like Haunted House date. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With, I think, Riley? who was that? Riley? Yeah, somebody did the Haunted House oh. date. By the way, R.I.P. Oh, Riley yeah. and Marissa. Yeah, that was Guys, sad to see. I don't often bet on couples thinking that they'll make it, but if I had to bet, I would have guessed that they would have lasted longer. I certainly would have guessed them to outlast Mari and Kenny. Right. Well, and I mean, they've got the whipped cream thing, if nothing else. I mean, that's got to get you, that's got to ride you out for six months, a year. It's almost like you can't base a relationship just on a fake dairy product. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I might. I Maybe might. they'll get back together. You know they what? could. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things. I mean, if um, what's her butt from sure. Claire and uh, doing all right? There's a lot of. I can't remember their names anymore. Claire and Dale can get back together again and break up and get back together again and break up. I think Riley and Marissa have maybe have one more go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they look in a mirror together. She says, "Show me the beast," <laughs> and it's Clayton. <laughs> He's just reflected back. Eliza gets the date, Rose. I like Eliza. Me too, yeah. She's very pretty. She seems Uh sweet. Yeah, Eliza is one of the most beautiful women that Clayton has ever laid eyes on, both internally and externally. So he has laid eyes on her insides. They're that is unclear. They're glorious. You should see her spleen. I want to feast. It's on gorgeous. Them. <laughs> no, Eliza is great. And later, when she's burning Clayton's letter, she has that really powerful song yeah. about it. Remove me from the narrative. <laughs> I'm erasing myself from the narrative. Let future historians wonder how Eliza reacted when you broke her heart. I've torn it all apart, I'm watching it burn. Watching it burn. Oh, two, three, four, five, six, six, six. <laughs> What's that song? How does that one go? Yeah. Well, it's when they, the the son yeah yeah is uh, getting ready for his rap yeah yeah and then my later it comes is, back in. my name is Philip I'm a poet <laughs> sounds like me rapping you deserve to die Philip sound <laughs> he really they killed him for his bad rapping skills it had <laughs> nothing to do with that uh, beef Philip you're so white. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad rapping skills, you want to get to uh, Sarah's Let's date? Let's do it. Uh, guys, yeah. we have yet another guest star. It's Becca Kufrin. Jesus. Oh, she says, yeah. bring it on in. I'm a hugger. Oh, Lord. Yeah. She says, uh, I'm going to ask you to strip down to your skeevies and oh. do the scavenger hunt all around L.A. in your underwear. 
That was a big mix of accents. I was going to say, that accent is really all over the place, but also <laughs> accurate somehow. <laughs> it's hard to stick with one accent for the whole I'm gonna thing. I'm going to ask you to do it in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Park the car in the yard in your underwear. How, do, um, how does a Minnesota person say skeevies? 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 I'm going to ask you to strip down to your skeevies. Your skeevies. I think it's the yeah, your, your skeevies. Your skeevies. You skivvies. We need the, to have our do accent the scavenger coach. scavenger hunt all around LA in your underwear. So you predicted yeah. that it was fra- fairly clear that they knew this was going to happen yeah, based on the underwear that they're wearing. wearing. Like a black bathing suit. Right. Yeah. This is not uh, what normal people generally wear for underwear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was pretty pretty good coverage. Would you? I mean, you would have to do this if you were asked, right? You'd have to. You'd have to, right? You can't refuse. You can't turn Becca Kufrin down. <laughs> yeah, so they do. And also, like, why is this happening? What is happening? Like, <laughs> what's happening? I yeah. want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you love that I song. I do love that song. Whoa, whoa. So, yeah, so they run around L.A. People are gawking and staring. Sarah says, this will be like a preview for Fantasy Suites. I thought she was fun. I thought she was cute. I like Sarah. Yeah, again, she's wearing her underwear, she so maybe that's little, influencing uh, my opinion maybe a little bit. a little bit. dim-witted, but... Uh, I don't know that... I thought she had some perfectly substance? fun... No, substance is not the word I was looking for. Like, fun. She made some fun, like, little yeah. quips. Yeah, she, quippy. Yeah, she seemed funny. Quippy, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm yeah. not ready to say dense yet. I'm not ready to say I substantial say either. either. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just said a little dim-witted. Okay, okay. I was not ready to go that far. But anyways, so they run around. They have to do some dance moves. I have my order all wrong. They do some dance moves in their underwear, which of course they had to. They smash pinatas and then they have to share their deepest fears. Right. Clowns and being here with someone who's not here for the right reasons. Uh, All I noticed on this date is that Clayton's chest is shaved, but seemed to be operating on about a four day grow out. Yeah. What's going on here? Either shave or don't is my thought. He's like Jerry when he can't stop shaving. Right. He can't, but it's growing back faster and faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh... he was clean shaven when he showed up in that park. (laughs) This is a three hour growth right there. Yeah. So um, they have to sing their feelings for each other. Becca Kufrin hides her face when Clayton sings. I have in my notes that Sarah does what I call a cute little rap. I thought it was cute, yeah, too. Yeah, it was cute. Something about wanting to meet your mom. Something like that. I didn't have the lyrics. It was very intricate. It was like Kendrick Lamar-level lyrics. I couldn't get the intricacy yeah, it was impossible. Them. Right. It was, yeah. <laughs> she really hit some pretty big flows. Take a seat, Philip. <laughs> my name is Sarah. I am a poet. Uh, Clayton says, if we can do this... What can't we do? (laughs) To which you responded, any number of things. Meanwhile, back at the house, Elizabeth has cooked some shrimp and invites Sinead. We got a real shrimp gate situation. This has put scallop fingers to shame in terms of shellfish scandals in this franchise. It appears that this conflict gets carried over even into next week's episode. Well, you can't resolve this shrimp gate in one day. It's going to take a little more. Yeah. (laughs) So Elizabeth makes some shrimp and then Sinead eats a bunch of them. Okay, so I have some things to say. Sure. So it appears that Elizabeth made shrimp and invited everyone to eat the shrimp. And then Sinead like took there were like 20 shrimp and Sinead takes like 
18 of them. Okay, why the fuck are you making 20 shrimp for like 13 people? That's my question. I mean, Shanae overdid it, but like, what is that? One shrimp per girl? I mean, it's not really. It's a good point. It's a yeah. decent point. I mean, I don't know, but Shanae was in the wrong. Shanae was in the wrong. Shanae took a king's portion of the <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> took a healthy portion of shrimp. That was not a shrimpy shrimp portion by any means. So Elizabeth has what I thought was a pretty good line. There are two things Sinead can't keep out of her mouth. My name and shrimp. <laughs> uh, That's good. That's good, Elizabeth. I don't know who punched that dialogue up for you, well, but it's, it's pretty Elizabeth. damn good. She also said, I don't know what shrimp portions are like in Ohio, but like this is not a roadside cafe. I also love that you would swing by the roadside cafe for a shit a ton of shrimp. shrimp right. portion? Just give me the shrimp. Give me as much shrimp as just possible. Just load them in. Right. Just put them in my mouth. <laughs> it appears, you commented on this, that next week... We get a line about how the ocean called and it wants its shrimp back. I love it. Which is a blatant ripoff of Seinfeld. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The joke store called. They're running out of you. The jerk store. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. You, joke uh, store. The joke store is running out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're running out of jokes. At least there are joke stores, right? <laughs> joke shops. Um, Sarah and Clayton go to the Van Gogh exhibit, yeah. which I personally have been to on a very romantic day date with my friend Jennifer. Yeah, it was romantic. You it guys was, had a really nice time. We made out a little bit. Yeah, sure. Just as Clayton and Sarah did. Yeah, you know what? I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with especially with the Van Gogh in the background. It's just yeah, so romantic. It's so romantic. I, I can't help myself. Greg Kinnear over here at the Van Gogh show. So I have to say we got zero Van Gogh facts, and I was a little disappointed. I wanted to learn three things about Van Gogh. Here's a fun fact. Okay. When he cut off his ear. Okay. I don't know. I oh, don't okay. have anything. Well, I was going to say, Clayton should have cut his ear off to really get into the spirit of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really get into the Van Gogh show. At least just maybe cut it up a little bit. Maybe just the lobe. Or maybe just shave a little bit off his neck. Can you actually imagine cutting your own ear off? No, I can't. Like, how do you even make yourself do that? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I have absolutely no idea how someone could go through with it. I think I would have given up mid-cut and it really would have been worse i would have just been mangled <laughs> just a mangle like never mind i, I don't want to do this oh, i'm God. out yeah all right so uh, enough of the ear cutting talk um sarah talks about being adopted and being feeling mm-hmm. ashamed she of being adopted and then they um then dance. they dance but they actually dance to like a string quartet which is nice. like way less awkward than Claire dancing DeLune. to like all right than dancing to like amanda jones or wood jordan or whatever that woman's name was who we had to see last week mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure her name was jordan Sh- something Trinell farts <laughs> <laughs> Tennille farts why didn't they get Tennille arts at the fucking van gogh yeah. show that's exactly where she arts needs to is be in her name. <laughs> you have the same name jerry <laughs> Uh, right, Tanil Arts at the art well, exhibit. It's because you keep calling her Tanil Farts. I do not. You're the one that calls her Tanil Farts. I don't. You're the one that coined that. That's your joke. You co- no, that is you. That is a hundred percent. You Anna. know that's you. No, 
that is completely you. And I don't even say, like, I would take credit for that joke because it's a good joke. <laughs> but I have to give credit to my lovely wife mm-hmm. who made the Tennille Farts joke to begin with and won't let it go. All right. So All right, we're a d- on a group date. There's a group date, a Baywatch date. Gabby, Rachel, Kira, Melina, Lindsay, Sierra, Teddy, Elizabeth, and Shanae. Life's a beach. Love, Clayton. It's, I believe it says love's a beach. Did it say life's a oh, beach? Oh, I thought that was a typo on mine. I have love's a beach. Okay. And then the women lose their shit. Because, well, this is one that actually makes sense what you're going to do. Like, it just tells you right there where some of us like, let's go sky high. <laughs> or like, let's puzzle things out. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know exactly I what we're doing. I see you. <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> gotta be see you next Tuesday, sir. <laughs> it's gotta be a group therapy date with Caitlin Bristow. Um, the women lose their goddamn minds, and Shanae yeah. just mutters, "I hate them." <laughs> you know, Shanae, same. I feel like I don't like Shanae, but I like the level of like I don't know disdain that sure. she brings. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is that she doesn't stick with it. Like, if she just had that level of disdain, she would be great. But then she gets real into, like, I'm going to make out with him. Like, I'm here to win. Like, right. if she just were, like, detached. a detached observer, she would be great and perfect for paradise. But then she, like, flips on us. Like, it's the the detachment is insincere, strangely we can't, enough. I feel like you can't tell which one is the authentic Shanae. Sure, right. We, will the real Shanae please stand up? Or is please it stand up. Please stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> There's a hip reference. I referenced the movie Pleasantville in my class today, oh. and none of the students knew what I was talking about. We used to watch that in my class. Oh, really? Yeah, we did okay. like a unit on suburbia. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Right, when you watch that Twilight Zone episode, mm-hmm. too. Okay. Um, One of the girls I have in my notes is being stupid. I don't know which one it is, but she says, we're going to get Sandy and be Randy. It's Melina. She needs Elizabeth to punch her stuff up a little bit. Elizabeth had a much better quote. All right. So Nicole Eggert from Baywatch shows up there. Ryan was extremely surprised at this point in us watching the episode to learn that I know all of the words to the Baywatch theme song because I used to watch it every day after school. So I have a lot to say. So I thought that the Dr. Evil rap was super adorable, Mm -hmm. which it is. The Baywatch thing is super adorable too. And I love that I keep finding new layers to you Mm -hmm. in the process of doing this podcast. You know, some people stand in the darkness, (laughs) afraid to step into the light. Some people need to help somebody when the edge of surrender's in sight. So I will say, I said this, like, I don't think I've ever seen a start-to-finish episode of Baywatch in my life. Okay. Uh, Like every... Yasmin Bleeth. Yasmin Bleeth. David Charvet. Yeah. That other David that David was like an Olympic. Well, David Hasselhoff. And then I right. think there was even a third David. I have a David Hasselhoff story. Okay. Okay. So when at Pepperdine, as I'm always wanting to talk about. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we got to mention it. Um, my friend Tom and I got a David Hasselhoff vinyl record at the thrift store. And then for some reason, David Hasselhoff was speaking in the cafeteria one day at Pepperdine and so my friend Tom came in with the record to get David Hasselhoff to sign it and David Hasselhoff like stopped 
what he was doing and looked at my friend Tom and he's like, where did you get that? Like he was mad? <laughs> no, no. He was like impressed. Like, where did that come? Oh, like, how did you have one was, of my records? It was a little bit like my Ryan Gosling yeah, moment. Right, like, like, it was a deep cut celebrity Exactly, moment, yes. And he appreciated it. He appreciated it. it. Like, I don't think a lot of people show up with a Hasselhoff vinyl to Hasselhoff I events. believe that's probably true. Unclear. I don't recall whether Tom got the record signed or not. I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah. That, yeah, that's important to know. I'll report Tom, back. we know you listen to the podcast. Go ahead <laughs> and reach out to Tom does under us. no circumstances <laughs> just Tom listen to the podcast. Uh, is he Church of Christ? No, I don't know. Hmm. He might be. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So Nicole Eggert says, being a lifeguard is a lot, about b- a lot like being in a relationship. Oh, interesting, Nicole Eggert. Tell me more. Um, and then at this point I have an all caps, Anna knows the whole Baywatch theme, which I found very delightful. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Ever you need. So don't you fear. God, you're cute. Mm-hmm. You really are. Gang. This is, this is a cute adorable. woman. Adorable. Adorable. All right. So speaking of adorable, they pair up to put sunscreen on each other. And Shanae put sunscreen all over Clayton's nipples. That grossed me out. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not, and also Can your nipples burn. Well, I was gonna point out. Later, we learned that Clayton got a significant sunburn. <laughs> it's because on he this only date. put it on his nipples. <laughs> his nips were fine, but his <laughs> neck, which also is a giant target for the sun. <laughs> the salsa you can have, but the secret, she's a mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just the not enough. The nipples you can have. <laughs> there's not enough sunscreen in the world to cover Clayton's neck. Yep, the sun yeah. said the neck, she's a mine. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go through lifeguard training which does not appear to be any sort of board certified lifeguard training as far as i can tell they have to give cpr to a dummy several of the women have sex with the dummy <laughs> yeah. um at some point and claims uh, like wouldn't be too bad to get a little cpr he's gonna pull a denise richards from saved by the bell and uh, <laughs> fake a drowning they all have to do the slow-mo run which was cute. Gabby does her little slow-mo run. It's pretty funny. And Gabby yeah. gives her all and wins the date rose. She does win fact. the date rose, yes. Um, so, yeah, they have the Baywatch date. As we mentioned, at several points, they have to blur the women's asses, which they provided these swimsuits. So, like, why are they getting themselves into this jam? I do believe <laughs> I do believe that that is that is. Uh, mimicking the reality of the Baywatch swimsuit because they were quite, uh, quite revealing, revealing on the back. Oh, so but but here's my counter. They were able to show these swimsuits on television. It was a different time. The nineties. It was yeah. on USA. <laughs> The USA Network would show anything. And I do That's mean anything. when they had yeah. the Up All Night segments with Rhonda something. Up All Night. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Gabby gets the date rose. Shanae is pissed. Is pissed off because she uh, straddles Clayton to make out with him and says, I don't know if Elizabeth saw it, but I hope she did. And then we go to the night portion. Yeah. You do you want to describe? I would like you to describe. I can't. Please describe what Clayton is wearing. Okay, so I was thinking about what this reminded me of. Okay. And there's a far side joke. <laughs> a far side cartoon. 
where there's four cows all sitting on a couch. <laughs> do you know the cartoon? No, but I think I do. But I love that this is where your mind goes. There's four cows yeah. all sitting on the couch, like having coffee. It's like two couples. Uh-huh. And this adolescent cow walks in with a big leather jacket on. And the mom, like one of the mom cows says, like, he's going through a rebellious phase. (laughs) That's what Clayton looked like in this leather jacket. He looked like a massive fucking cow in this, like, shiny black yeah leather. like i don't even imagine that is this real leather real it looked leather? like it had never been worn before it, w- it looked like latex right like uh right like synthetic leather yeah i don't know what's going and it on it just made him like i felt like he looked like someone that was about to like beat somebody up on the road like <laughs> it just <laughs> no but their jackets on the road would have looked weathered what's the charlie's theron movie about the apocalypse. Mad Max? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. No, but the people in Mad Max look way cooler than this. Clayton is oh, not going to play sure. a flaming electric guitar it's, at any point in just, this. This might be top five worst looks we've ever seen on the franchise. Yeah, yeah he looks I feel like, terrible. like Ryan and I were both losing our shit. Oh, well, it's hard. And this follows the hoodie and jacket blazer. Comp- like, he has... Bit had Which, like, maybe you could get looks. away with that if you're at the Nema colon right. it's February. Right, exactly, yeah. You're in WeHo. Even that, Clayton. though, like... Oh, Morian. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm willing to forgive a certain amount of like fashion transgressions on this show, but this leather jacket was in a, a category all right. its own. A class in and of itself. Yeah. Yes, I have in my notes, Clayton looks terrible in a leather jacket. Yeah, so um, the ladies are talking to Clayton. Somehow they look past his leather jacket, which seems humanly impossible to do. (laughs) But they do. Gabby says she has a good... Well, actually, Gabby makes a good move. She makes him take off the leather jacket to rub aloe on his body. Oil or aloe. Well played, Gabby, to get him to take that jacket off. That was actually... She doesn't even care about the aloe. She's just like, you got to take that fucking jacket off. And then we kind of have one last conflict. No surprise. It yeah. is Shanae based. So Shanae's just kind of losing her shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's that she feels offset by the fact that she didn't win the date rose. Right. But she kind of just goes in and is like, I'm about to fuck shit up. Right. Well, and this is, you can, you said like, is Shanae a demi type figure and in a way she is because Demi like has those moments of detachedness and then she has those moments where she like is way too emotional about shit. Right. Like you when know? she slept with Kenny and then, right. and tried to be all like, I'm gonna fuck you and then right. she was like, I can't believe you would make love to me and then go off with Mari. Correct. Yes. Like you're not some like badass bitch in Clayton's leather jacket after all. Yeah. Um, so basically Shanae kind of doubles down on the bullying story saying that somehow Elizabeth is at the crux of it. Right. You know, here is where I would insert one of Anna's patented yawns. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yawn. Yeah. Yawn. And I feel like even Clayton is like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Well, he's, here's the thing is this, the, the lead is put in a nearly impossible position because you have Sierra coming to you with a real thing that's like, you know, a Cassidy is FaceTiming some oh, other yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and but then w- when you have to respond to that appropriately and he handled that well, then the floodgates are open for any asshole to come and make any claim 
And you have to also take that seriously. Like, I really think it's an impossible task to parse like real and fake drama on this show. Like, I think yeah. the, the lead, Michelle walked this tightrope very well, but it's just, it's very hard to do. I would argue that Michelle is probably a great deal more astute than Clayton. I uh, don't even think you really need to make that argument. Yeah. I think it's just a scientific fact. <laughs> yeah. I think there's an astuteness scale with Michelle on one end and Clayton and on the other. And you can almost see that Clayton is like, I'm too dumb for this. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make out with everyone. I'm yeah. not sure what's going on here. Yeah, he is not equipped for this situation at all. So what he decides to do, so Sinead's crying about feeling victimized. This is total bullshit that's made up. And then Sinead's like, I was good. I was good. Holy shit, I was good. So like, even she's like, this is an act. Um, So of course now Clayton has to go talk to Elizabeth about Sinead being bullied because that's the situation they're put in. And Elizabeth is like, yeah, no, I made her shrimp the She's other day. She's like, it just doesn't add up. Right, this doesn't like, make any sense at all. Listen to this, which again, like, and she says, rightfully so, like, all of my time is being spent defending myself, right. and that's not fair. Well, I've it's had true. Th- three conversations with Clayton. Two of them have been about Shanae. And it's a weird thing, too, which... I was going to say it's weird that Shanae has somehow like latched onto Elizabeth, but it sounds like she also called out that Lindsay girl. Like she right. also comes back and is like, I spent my time talking about Shanae. Right. Well, she's like, I didn't mention anybody's names except for a couple of girls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's mentioning people's names. So yeah, then Clayton says that he's going to address this tomorrow and that's the end of our episode. Not really a v- super enticing uh, no. cliffhanger. Gabby gets the date rose. D- Gabby gets the date rose, right. Did we already say that? No, we didn't. Okay. We, we said she won the contest. She won the we, contest, yeah. but then she also gets the date rose. She also rose, gets the date and rose. And Shanae says, Gabby gets the date rose for being like a 12-year-old cheerleader. Cool, Shanae. Cool. Afraid 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.